chapter 24, I am Bayes, volume 1, page Lamed Zion. Discourse 6, Tcherach, which begins, Kol Machleke Shil Hashem Shemayim. Friedrich Rebbe summarizes, which is the summary of the beginnings of the discourse, but here I think it looks like it's a summary of actually the end of the discourse, but he calls it the effect of the first symptom. The effect of the great symptom, basically. Because what we're discussing here in this in these chapters is the nature of the ten hidden spheres, but more importantly, how they get concealed in order for the revealed spheres to emerge. So after explaining After explaining how these, uh, how the ten hidden spheres are not even actually spheres, they're total pshittas, not just relative pshittas. They're not relative formlessness, they're actual absolute formlessness. What does absolute formlessness mean? Because all they are are really the expression of the divine will, the divine thought, the design that arises, uh, that is envisioned by the divine, which later will become a structure. So it's all within Atmos. That, if that would radiate, existence could not tolerate, contain that. Because its, it's form of fashion is completely formless. And also, it would all come shining forth without order, without structure, without stalshness, without interconnectivity, etc. So the Tzimtzum is a, a necessity, in, from our perspective, in order to allow the Chachma to emerge as an independent entity. The example he gave in chapter 23, a beautiful example, is with letters and words. That the letter of a word is for the person who appreciates the word and understands what it means and its entire import and content, like Baruch. Not just the word, but also its context and spiritual levels. And I'm sorry, not only the word, but also the meaning on spiritual level and the root, etc. And then the word in context of the verse, Baruch Sha'amar Elam understands volumes and volumes in this letter Bayes, which is part of the first letter of the word Baruch. But for a child who's just beginning to learn Bayes, it's the same letter Bayes, but the Bayes, it's concealed, the symptom has concealed entire wisdom, or almost concealed all of it from the Bayes. Those are the same Bayes. So that's the Bayes that emerges after the symptom. And Baruch, the combination into a word and all that it represents, all the ideas, and concept represents is how the ten hidden spheres are before the tzimtzum. They contain the entire message. So essentially, when it emerges in Chachmah, in a specific uh, sphere, um, what you have here is, number one, that you have the emergence of a specific element, but it's also a diminished state of energy, which means you have a diminished amount of intelligence within that letter of words. So though it's still the same letter, it has a diminished level of na'at ma'ir, only a diminished state of energy. So with that being said, let's continue. Chapter 24, in the bottom of 30, page 37. In the Asis, now in the example of these letters, Kain Husha Bitchilohay Bizaskalamufla, 
the way it was, the way it is, an example, that the beginning in this word, there was Haskalim of Law, there was wondrous intelligence, there was profound or awesome, awesome brilliance. That's when they were together as one word. And when you separated the letters, the energy was removed, meaning the energy of the seichel, the idea. The only thing that remains is an impression. In other words, you can't say it's completely not there. Because one day, for example, the student will be able to also see within the base everything that it contains. But it's not revealed in any possible way. And now he's going to go into this discussion that he began to allude to in the previous chapter. Are we talking about which Rishima are we talking about here? Because if you recall, when we discussed this, it said like this. We said in the parentheses in the previous chapter, And then he said, but according to the content of this example, we're talking about only a diminishing, not a siluk. In other words, for the containers, we talked about the letters. Are the letters containers or are they energy? So the parentheses made it clear that you have two things. And he says he's going to explain it later. Because the AC's letters are really like containers. But remember, we've been discussing now SSVS as energy. That means the energy that's within the Baruch remains in the base, which is Chachma, the Ur of Chachma, not the Kali of Chachma. So now he's going to elaborate on this back to the opinions that he spoke earlier. If you recall, the Pardis holds that the root of the 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 hidden spheres is the root of the containers, not the root of the energy, which is not the, explana- not the explanation that he's going with here, which is back in chapter, um, what chapter is that? Goes back quite a while, I think. You want to help me here? No. You find it. No matter how far back. Chapter 15, page 24. So there he says right in the beginning, That would be if you're saying that the energy has no shape and form at all. So then, what is what do ten hidden spheres mean? They have to mean that beginning the root of the container. But according to what we're discussing here, that also the energy has chachma chesed, but they're blima, they're relative to the containers, they're formless. So then, according to this, he says the hidden spheres are higher than the rishima, and they're the root of the ten spheres. 
of the energy of the ten spheres. However, there's still a level in the energy, as we discussed, that's higher than spheres altogether. First of all, a level where there's infinite spheres, then there's a level where there's no spheres at all. Okay. So now he's going back to this. The muscle is that what? Again, let's go back to the muscle. Is that the letters, when they were combining the words, reflected an awesome idea. And they separated the, the energy of the idea. It was removed, disappeared. And only, the only thing that remained was some impression, some residue. And, and seemingly, ostensibly, this is fitting. So it's like this makes sense. If you say that the ten hidden spheres are the root of the container, like he said in the Pardis from chapter 15. Because then what the meaning would be like this. That the ten hidden spheres are the root of the containers. When they're all together before the tzimtzum, they're like letters of a word, and the word dominates, the idea dominates. You, 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 when you, there's a tzimtzum, and you separate the letters, which really means you conceal the idea, and now all you have is letters, all that remains are containers. According to that approach, it's, very, it's a very logical example. Obviously, he's not going according to that approach in this discourse. He's saying Yitzchak. The Imeyesim, even though Shabbatim Sof Shalifnet Simsimim Pchinis Hedra Metzias Lagamri, and even though in the infinite divine light before the Simsim, this state, this root of the containers, according to this approach, the ten hidden spheres are completely non-existent. Hedra Metzias Lagamri, they're completely non-substantial. They have no being. According to this opinion. Nevertheless, being a root of the container, you can say the example that we gave above, that's like the level of Baruch. In other words, before the Tzimtzum, there's no substance at all to the containers, to anything. The only thing that reigns is the message of blessing. Whatever it contains, and using the example. That happens to be made up of letters, but you know, the letters are not significant there. They don't exist. The symptom conceals that. The letters now become separate. You see a base. So all you're left is with a container that doesn't have any message. Base doesn't mean anything. So that would make sense if we said the ten hidden spheres were the root of the containers, this example that he gave. He's asking a question on himself, obviously, because he gave an example based on the approach that the root of the, uh, the ten hidden spheres is the root of the energy, not the root of the container. So all he really qualified here is that even though they have no existence before the Tzimtzum, you can still give that example. In other words, you could argue since it doesn't have any existence, so maybe it's the root of the energy. But no. It could be the root of the containers, and the example fits perfectly, as I said. When the letters are together, there's the energy is there. There's the message. The letters are apart. All you're left is with the container. But according to what we're explaining here, 
as he makes it very clear, that the ten ten spheres are the root of the energies, not like the parts. So now we have a question. How could you say it? Doesn't seem appropriate. How could how is it appropriate to say, like an example, that in the beginning, the letters combined in the word carried a concept. And when the letter was separate from the word, it doesn't have any longer from that original idea, only a diminished form. Being that everything is now energy. So if you said the letters are containers, so when those containers are together, they are containers for a, a message. But Bez is a container, Resh is a container, Vav is a container, Chaf is a container. Separately, they bring them together. These four containers, so to speak, become one. They now convey a message called blessing. So everything is good. Before the Tzimtzum, the message. After the Tzimtzum, the letters. And they're separate, so they don't, cont- they don't contain the, the idea any longer. Only a uh, little, some impression. But if you say the hidden spheres are, are the root of energy, and they result in energy, so what, how is the example example? It's all air. Where are their containers? Where are their letters? How could you say there's a letter that's removed from the original word? You're talking about air. You're talking about an idea. So if you said four individual ideas cut together and before the tzimtzum gave you a bigger idea, then it would fit to say after the tzimtzum, you're only left with one small idea. In other words, er is the example for idea. Letter is a muscle for a container, not for an idea. That's apparently what he's saying here. Even though he's not saying those exact words. But by saying here, So what's, what's being separated here? What's happening exactly? And this was actually when we read it in the last chapter, it remained unclear exactly, and especially in that parenthesis. In other words, it's, I mean, he's, I'm not going to say what he's going to answer, we will read it inside, but clearly there's two things happening here. <clears throat> That's why it made such a big thing, by the letters becoming, emerging as a substance, and second, that there's diminished energy. So there's two really things happening. But if you were the simplest way to do the muscle would be the kalim. That's very easy. Because the letters are containers, and either they have energy in them or they don't have energy in them. Before the symptom is one way, after the symptom, the energy is concealed, all you have is letters. But here, what what what, what are the letters representing if it's energy? It's all energy. It's energy, and now it's, energy. it's still energy. So what does a letter mean? What does the letter base mean? So, so this here, now he's going to answer it. And the answer will understand the question better, I'm sure, is the answer to this is however the now it's known 
the air and energy energy itself air itself light itself has two dimensions inner and outer I am Ashizbar the common Pedic, and he says below Kuf Chavez 122. So there's two levels of energy. And the same thing is in the root of the energies. They also have an outer and an inner. An inner and an outer. That Gamshen begins Pshitus, even though. Remember, Shashayers is the ten hidden spheres. Even though they're in a form of Pshittas, we said. Pshittas means not relative Pshittas. Not relative shapelessness, formlessness, and relative seamlessness. But total seamlessness. So how could you say, Nevertheless, everything that is revealed, that exists in the revealed state, also exists in the root and the source. It says elsewhere. So he's adding a very key chiddush here that I don't think was mentioned before. See, till now, he's adding, I think this answers a lot of questions because if you recall, we kept on asking, you know, it's called pshittas mamash. So what is the essence sphere? So before the answer was, because not really 10 spheres. It's really the way it is in the, the will or machshavik duma, the way it's in the desire of God, how he envisions. Shir atzmi bekeach. The kavona, the intention that there be spheres. But not the actual spheres. At the same time, we're saying that that has some connection to the spheres as they emerge. Because we say it's still chachma. It's the base of baruch. Example. She's so adding now, in the context of this outer and inner, that even though you can't say outer and inner, the spheres before the symptom, the root of the energies, but nevertheless, you have to say everything that exists out there, some form exists there. Because if God desired it, so whatever comes out in actuality has to exist in the blueprint. So if the hidden spheres is God's wanting to have spheres, so, you know, as we said, it's, it's how He wants to have spheres. But since what he wants is ultimately going to have an outer and inner, after the symptom, you have to say in the will, there's also two dimensions. But they're all pshittas. They're not actually two dimensions. They're only showing you, because in other words, you see it down here, you have to say it's there. Or else, how did it happen? That's what he's adding. Okay, so we establish now that an earth is a primis and something he hasn't mentioned till now. Much, much later, there's going to be discussion of primis and chitzenius and kelim. But primis and chitzenius, okay. And now, since in the revealed energies, there's an inner and an outer. It's continuing this thought. You have to say, you must say that that's also that way in the root and the source. Not in the same form, inner and outer. But in its in its pshittasdika form, in, the, in the, the plan, the way it is in God's mind, the God's envisioning, there's also an outer and an inner. So if you think of it like this, let me just give an example. An architect who envisions in his mind, even before he puts in a blueprint, what the house will look like. So if you're able to look into his brain, into his image, or the picture that he has in his brain, you're not going to see 
tangible parameters. But you will see an image that looks very similar to what later will emerge. Now we work backwards always. I, I'll give the example, you look at an apple. There's the physical apple and the image of the apple. Remember, from God's point of view, it starts with the image and then becomes the apple. So the image is everything in it, every feature, every detail, every color, every nuance, every dent in how an apple looks like, you're going to find in that image. So if the apple has a shell, let's say, and a fruit, in the, in, in the envisioning, envisioned image, you're also going to have a shell and a fruit, but they don't look like a shell and a fruit because they're not, they're pshittas. All they are is the desire to have that. So basically what we establish now is that there's a primis and chetzenius of earth which is, of, of course, leading to the reconciliation of how all this works in a very beautiful way. Just adds to the whole interface. Let me just add something before we continue. Why is he so adamant? I'm not going according to the opinion of the paradis. And just, which, which simplify many matters. And just say, 10 spheres? Don't try to fit them, attribute them to energy, which is transcendent. Let them stick to the containers. Containers create an energy and can create identity. And energy is, as I said, the example is like colorless liquid in, 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 in tinted glass. Why is it so adamant? Because remember, we're talking about an interface. If you do that, what happens is that as soon as you get to the transcendent energy, you have to somewhat shed personality and identity. In this Amshach, he's trying to explain the integration of the divine and existence. And in some way, if you attribute to the containers, it doesn't really have a relationship, so-called, to the divine element. So basically, ultimately, it's like, let's shed our diversity to be part of the light. But if the light itself is the root of Chachma Bina, in a subtle form, then the interface becomes far more sophisticated and far more powerful in the integration between our, our multiplicitous existence with the divine unity. But it definitely complicates matters. It makes things a lot more complicated because now you have to find in the energy this subtle form, which is the whole discussion here. So now he's going back here. Ah. So it's not just energy and containers. Before he was saying, okay, when the letters Baruch are together, they convey an idea. They're separate. Now you have dry, empty containers. Beis, Reish, Vav, Chof. Avoid. Say no. Because there's an inner and an outer energy. In energy itself, that's why you can say, you can say, it's appropriate to say, fitting to say, when all of them stand together, these energies stand together, or in this case, the letters, they have a power that's more than the sum of the parts. So explain this. So therefore, what we have here is already an answer to the question. How can we say that, according to the opinion, this opinion, this discourse, that the root of the, of the, of the, of the, of the hidden spheres is the root of energies, then how do you fit the example? So the example would work like this. When Beis, Dresh, Vav, Chof are together, they convey a profound idea, the Pneumia Sa'ir. That's what was before the Tzimtzum. When the Tzimtzum concealed that and the letters began to be distinct and, and, and separate from each other, you don't just have containers, you still have energy. 
but you have the Chetzenia Sa'er now. So there's still something in that Beis Reish Bavchov that is not quite as profound. The question was, it's all air. So either it's either it's seichel or it's not seichel. What's happening here? So if you say it's containers, okay, letters are containers, and letters separate don't have an idea. They don't convey askola an idea. But if it's all aseichel, what's the difference? Air, air. So what's it? So but by saying that chutzenis air, the answer is that what remains is some element of seichel still remains. So basically, what the tzimtzum is going to ultimately explain that tzimtzum does two things: it allows containers to emerge which have no seichel in them at all, but also they have, a, but it also creates something, there is some seichel in the Beis Reish Vavchav, so it has, the, the energy, there's still some form of energy there. That's what he's saying right now. He's going to elaborate, but I'm just, but that was going to go, and we could also, usually is like a second answer. Here, I don't know if it's a second answer or it's an additional point. It can mean sometimes another another answer, another explanation, or another thing we can say. Or means additionally we can say. We'll find out in a moment which way it's going. The is part of the ill. Now we explained earlier, Pedic design in chapter 16. This was the chapter after the one we bring to the Padras. What do we explain? The Shesha Shemabaya. We explained that the root of the energies is the name Avaya. That was the chapter where he discussed in the parentheses. That, that the root of the Kav is in Gvul, in, in the infant is in the in the finite light is not the same thing as the finite, the power of the finite of the Rishim or the root of the containers. And he explained that by the difference being the difference in Havaya and other names. Kale and Alakim and so on. He says, Shem Havaya, Shem Ha'etzim, it's Meyuchot. If you recall, he said that the Shema Vaya itself, there are two levels. The Shema Vaya Vistalfus and the Shema Vaya that's higher than Vistalfus. I'm just looking at it because it's really going to be very relevant here. And the Shema Vaya that's lower, which is the root of the Iragvul, is the root of Malakalam. But both are higher than the containers. Okay. She says, according to what we learned there in chapter 16, that the root of the energies is the name of Avaya. This means, so, so now he's explaining. Hine now, and the, the energies that manifest inside the containers, it's always a Bukulam Hushem Avaya. All the energies in the containers are always retained the element of Avaya, transcendence. In other words, Elakim and Kale, other names, assume property. Like, for example, Elakim is Gvura, Din. 
kale is chesed. Had a noideshiyesh chalukin v'ashem havaya b'anikud shaboy. Now it's known that there's difference in the shem havaya and the nikud in the way it's uh, the way it's pronounced, the way it's um, the, what's the word the para, uh, um, nikud the nikudis the grammatical. Uh, like in Kesser, the name of Avaya is with the pronunciation of a comet. Oh. And Chochma Avaya is pronounced with the Nikud Patach Ah. This is under the Yud? No, the Nikud Nikudim here is usually the Milui. When you say Yud K Vov K, so there's a Yud Vov Dalit, K He Aleph. So is it Ha or is it He or Ha? Oh, okay. It's not when you say Havaya. Did you see Havaya? Or also, no, yes, actually, when you pronounce Havaya, you don't, you don't pronounce it Aleph Dalit Nun Yud. Yeah. So the Aleph, is it a A or is it a O? Oh? Yeah. I'd have to look it up to be more, you know, in the Kardas and other places that speak about it, but. Bottom line is there's differences. Gam yesh b'chach b'shem ab, u'babin b'shem sag. And we know another distinction is in the milui, which I discussed in a different class, but I'll just specific spell it out. That there's four different ways. When you, milui means when you count a letter, yud ke vav ke is four letters, yud he vav he. They add up to 26. But when you break it down, milui means yud is yud vav dalet. He can be spelled he he, he aleph. Hey, hey, or hey, yud. And vav can be vav, alav, vav, 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 or vav, yud, vav. And the last hey again, hey, aleph, hey, hey, or hey, yud. So there's four different ways that you can go. Milay, alfin, yud, ke, vav, ke would add up to be 45. That would be yud is 20. That's always 20. Yud is always written the same way. Hey is 6 and 6. That's 12, and 20 is 32, okay? And 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 uh, the Vav um, is Vav Ala Vav. It's all the Mili Alpha. Right. So that's 13, 16, uh, Vav Ala Vav is 13. 13 plus 22, right, is 45. That's what we would call Havaya Mili Alpha. The milui, the, everything is with an aleph. The hazer with an aleph, the vav is with an aleph. The next is shame ban. So there the gematria is 52. So yud again is 20. 20. The haze would be... Um, um, hey, hey, without aleph. So hey, hey is 10. Another 10, 20. So you have 40. And the Vav is without, in other words, you don't have any Alephs. And the Vav is written Vav Vav, 12. So they have 52. Then comes Shem Sag. Shem Sag is Bemilui, Bemilui, I said Bemilui Alphin, this is no Milui at all, by the Hay and the Vav. So Sag would work like this, 63. So we have 20 from the Yud, okay? The hey, the hey yud, hey yud would be uh, 30. 30 and 20 is 50. And vav, ala vav. 
So the, the hays are yud, but the vavs are still aleph. That's 63. And then finally, the mili yud, and everything is with yud. So the yud is 20. Hay and hay is 30, 50. And vav, yud, vav is 60, 72. The, the bottom line is, it's all technical. The bottom line is that there's different manifestations of Havai. Havai is not a static entity. Havai is an energy, as he's saying, but there's many levels in it. One he said about the Nikud, there's different Nikudim, which needs more elaboration what that means. And the second is the Miluyim, Ab, Masag, Chulu, etc. Very often we see, fairly often we see Shem, Yudkevav, Kevav, meeting with the Nikud of Avakim. That's the kind of idea we're talking about? No. 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 That's a different thing completely. Mm -hmm. That's when you say Shilav, that's a different thing. That's a Bible, Shilav Adnai, etc. Now it's known. It's known that the names are garments for the energies. I am Ashish Borlakam and Pedic. I am Vaishalif. And look for later what we discuss, delve later into what we discuss in chapter 271. The names, through this, through the names, is what unites and connects the energy in the container. Like example, the name of a person. The Nira Bakush, we see in actuality, His name is his life force. When you call a person by their name, even when he's busy, he immediately turns and responds to the person who immediately to the person who called him by name. So we see a name draws you, draws your energy. If you do a Shagambi Salfus Gdela, and it's known that even in a deep um, faint, God forbid, you can bring a person back and revive him through calling him by his name. So we see from this that a name is an intermediary between an energy container. Al Gamza Muvim, however, it's also, underst it's also understood, Shashem Enesech. That a name is not a name is an external thing. Means a name is not his seichel. It's not his intelligence, which means it's not his soul. That it came because before the soul came to down to the body, it doesn't need any name. Like it says in the Kutatera Al Tarebi Mibana, Pedakal of chapter one, the Mashakas of Ladam Lay Matsur Azir. Ladam Lay Matsur Azir that a person does not Ladam, a man does not find a a a a helper, an assistant, the Azir who are shame. Explains there, Azir is name, that means a man does not shame. A soul before it came as manifest in the body, did not have a name. The name is given by a man by a bris, by a woman by Chris Satorah. Only when it manifests in a body, that's when it needs a name. Why? This shows. This is because because a name binds the soul to the body. So when there's no body, you don't need to be bound. So there's no name. 
the same thing above the Indian, the idea of names is to connect and bind the energy with the container. And the energy and divine energy, divine light, infinite light before the Tzimtzum. There, where all the energies are all interwoven and interbound into one, they also included all the names of the energies of the ten spheres. You know, it's and so on. Like it says elsewhere, that what it says, Sometimes it says, Even before Atsilis. He and his name are alone. This is referring to, it says elsewhere, in the infinite light before it arose in his will. And there everything is just one name. Because if you remember in chapter 16, he spread it with two types of avaya. There's avaya, that's the root of Sevaklam, the root of the infinite. There everything is one. And then there's avaya that's connected to the will, the desire to create existence. And then there are different levels. Behind the commission is Baradel Zayim. Oh, okay, he says it here. And this is like we said earlier, we learned earlier in chapter 17, before the Rosemary, who begins spirits saying cats, begins There's a level of infinite spheres, not ten, in a complete seamless and, and shapeless way. But once it arises in his, in his will, remember we're talking before the Tzimtzum, so the ten hidden spheres is all within the will. Here there are shameless Lashonabim, there are many different names. And these names, you can say, the bit start of Kol Shemes Yachat, that when all these names join together, Meibam Ariel and Yeser, it radiates within them a higher, superior energy. By and through their separation, the symptom, this energy gets diminished. She's giving two. It is a second answer. It's not an additional point. There's two answers to the question that he asked in this chapter. The question was, as we said, that the example of the letters and the word seems very fitting when you say that the ten hidden spheres are root of the containers. So very simple. As I said, the letters are combined in a word, and what what dominates there intensely is the is the idea of baruch or whatever the the words go. You don't focus even on the letters. Now, of course, for a student who doesn't know the concept, you need to conceal it all. So the Simpson comes and conceals. Now you have a base, a reish, a bar, a chaf. For a child, all he sees is a base. It means nothing to him. He has no clue that one day this base is going to be part of a word called baruch. And that has a whole entire meaning. So very simple. That's the containers. Before, when the base was combined, it was energy. The energy of an idea. But how can you apply that same example to an idea itself? How could you split an idea into two? How can you split the idea into two? The energy is in the word Baruch. Once you conceal that, all you have is containers. How could you say there's still an energy remaining? And a seich, there's no seich. So answer number one is, is chitzenius. That there are two, there's like, so to speak, two levels of the intelligence in Baruch. One is the full intensity is when they're all combined before the tzimtzum. 
That's the Pnimi Yisrael. That would be like the brilliance that you see in the, in the concept of Baruch. And then there's a, thing, a second thing, a second level, that when you diminish it, besides the fact that you have separate letters, there's still something remains from the word Baruch, even in the separate letters. Some, some, something lingers of the idea of Baruch. He doesn't really elaborate what that means, but based on what he said earlier, you can say, because remember if he said, he said it does, it has, it's, it's ma'at of the seichel still remain, ma'at, ma'at. In other words, you could technically tell the child, listen, this base is part of a word called baruch, which means blessing. But the whole depth of the word blessing will not be understood. So chetzeinist remains. But then he gives a second answer, and according to this answer, obviously it's a little easier to understand, that he's introducing a new level called shamus, names. Okay? Once you introduce names, now you have three things. You have the energy, you have the names that connect the energy with, and then you have the containers. So you have energy container and a name in between. Lifne, before the tzimtzum and the ten hidden spheres, all the energies were together. But they also included the names, even though the names do not be necessary until there's a keli, like you said, there's no name necessary. Nevertheless, just like the energies exist there, there's also the, the potential of the names exist there. Not just one, not just one name before I release Adotzin, but but all the different names. And when you say, when all these names were combined together, you had like in the word Baruch, the energy dominated. The name was not visible. And this is the level where you have a diminishing. So you, so this also works according to the opinion that, 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 that you don't need to have, in other words, that the hidden spheres are the root of the containers. You could say the hidden spheres are the root of both the energies and the root of the names. And it's the names that the analogy works better. So even though the energy is, is concealed from the... Is, I'm sorry, even though the, the, the seichel is concealed, but what does emerge are the names. Again, he doesn't explain it, but he's showing that there's a level where you can apply this muscle. See how much he's insisting that this muscle work. There's a level that you can apply this example with the letters that it's not just containers that remain, there's something else that remains. It's either Chetzeni Sa'er or Shemus. Mm-hmm. You probably can say these are the two things, Chetzeni Sa'er are the Shemus, that the outer level of energy is the names, but he doesn't say that because he's saying here the names are like an, an, an interface between the energies and the and the containers. Now he doesn't elaborate, but I believe we'll understand it better when we go continue to the next chapters. So let me read the Kitzer. Kitzer summary. How do we justify the example of the letters to the root of energies? Where are the letters? It's all air. Er. 
Actually, you know something? I went a little deeper than I should have. I think the simpler question is simpler. If it's the root of the containers, then it's very simple. So you can speak about letters. Letters are containers. If it's the root of if, if it's the root of energy, it's all energy. Where where do we have even an example of letters? I didn't explain the question correctly. I went deeper. I was saying, what happens after the symptom? Since it's still energy, so, well, actually, I just want to, let me clarify the question a little better. I see from the kids are sharper. The question is, if it's the root of containers, so that's where letters fit in. Letters are containers. Before the symptom, they're combined as a word, so you have, that's what dominates. After the symptom, you only have letters. Good. But if it's the root of energy, it's only seichel. Where are their letters altogether? Okay, it's both elements. Number one is where are their letters? It's only idea. Why are we giving an example of letters? And in addition to that, once there's a symptom and there's a concealment diminishing, now you have energy. Where, where, how does the how does the muscle work? So his answer is the two things. That energy itself has an inner and outer. So right when you say outer, you're already talking letters. And when they roll together, it was a deeper energy. And when after the symptom, there's outer energies. That's what it means. So there is a form. That is what letters mean. Or in the second explanation, the letters are referring to names. The names that combine the energies and the containers. How do we justify the example of letters when we're talking about if the hidden spheres are the root of energies? The answer is, one answer that also energy has inner and outer. A second answer is This is the level of the names. That in the level of, the, of that arose in this desire, you have names, plural names, names in the plural, many names. And that's so-called the letters that remain afterwards. Okay, so let us stop here. We did chapter 24, pages 37 and 38.